to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I sit and have virtual coffee with innovative and accomplished early career professionals and small business owners. With me today is Debbie Pellegrini, the owner of Muddy Dog Roasting Company. This company is a small batch artisan coffee roaster located in Mooresville, North Carolina, and their coffee is sourced directly from the growers. I'm really excited to dive into Debbie's journey. She has an awesome company with a great purpose and mission. Now, before we hear Debbie's story, I'd love if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. As always, thank you all for your support, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Hi, Alexa. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah, really, really excited to chat with you. And to kick things off here, would love to hear your business. And of course, that's Muddy Dog Roasting Company's mission in your own words and really help our audience understand where where this idea came from to create this business. So when my ex-husband, Jim, and I um, moved here 21 years ago, it was uh, difficult to find a decent cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. So it was about five or six years later, um, we had an opportunity to buy a small used sample roaster. We bought it on eBay and it needed a lot of work to get it running. After it was running, um, we had bought a few pounds of the green unroasted coffee. We started buying coffee from a company that specializes in selling to home coffee roasters. Mm-hmm. So we started out with a few, then a few pounds turned into about a hundred pounds. There were so many different varieties to try. And we started our coffee roasting in our garage. Neighbors would walk by smelling the coffee, curious as to what was happening. And they wanted to know where they could get some. So we just started giving it away to friends and family. And they totally encouraged us to start a business. So we opened up. Muddy Dog Roasting Company in 2006. Um, Our mission is to share experiences and teach customers about freshly roasted coffee. We also love to educate people about the misconceptions of the coffee labels. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, we have customers who come into our shop and they ask us if we have any organic coffee. And our answer is yes, sort of. A lot of the farms we source our coffee from are small family-owned plantations. And most of them use organic practices. However, they can't afford to get the certification. So therefore, they can't and we can't label their coffee as organic, even though it is. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important to know where your coffee comes from and how it's grown. And we also prefer uh, direct trade in which we either buy coffee directly from the growers or use our importers um, to buy coffee for us. Um, That also ensures that they get paid a little bit more with us buying directly from them. So it's a win-win for both of us. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And clearly you're an expert here on coffee. I know very little about the the coffee (laughs) industry and business. So this will be great to learn from you. And I didn't realize you had started Muddy Dog Roasting in 2006. Yes. It's been a while. Wow. That's awesome. Congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah. 14 years later, we're still going strong. Very awesome. Very cool. And so you mentioned, do you have a storefront? Yes, we have a small storefront. We started out with 
our roastery, we wanted to buy a unit. Um, so we found a unit that was like way back in an industrial park. So our main goal at that time was to sell online only. Mm-hmm. And we realized that that wasn't going to be worth it for us to sell only online. So we started selling at um, local farmer's markets. Okay. And um, then a lot of customers were asking us if they could buy directly from us. So at first, we literally opened a makeshift um, retail shop. And that was in the back with a roaster. It was so small. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we eventually converted our office space into um, a small retail shop. And then beginning of this year, we converted it again and upgraded it so it actually looks like a real retail shop. So we have a really small storefront. Customers can come in and buy from us. Right now, we do have curbside pickup. So customers can order online and they could just pick up outside. And there's still small amounts of people that can come in. Right. Excellent. And your storefront is in Morrisville, North Morrisville, Carolina. Correct. Yep. yep. Awesome. Correct. Awesome. That's very cool. I'll have to definitely check it out here soon. You started to dive into the actual products you sell. I'm just curious if you can dive a little bit more in that. So you're selling the the coffee beans, correct? Is that the right wording? Mm. Yes. We roast our coffee and we sell um, coffee beans. We can also grind your coffee for you um, if you don't have a grinder. So we are not a coffee shop. You cannot come in and get a cup of coffee, but you can come in and get some beans. Okay. And all different types of roast, right? Do you buy, you know, the, again, correct me on my wording, mm-hmm. but do you buy the the beans from all local uh, farmers? Like, are there multiple? Or are you, are you just partnering with one farmer right now? Um, well, first of all, coffee is not grown in the United States. Okay. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> correction. Thank you. <laughs> um, basically, it's, Grown in many different countries on the continents of North, Central, and South America, India, Indonesia, Africa, and Asia. The only U.S. state that coffee does grow in is Hawaii. And we use an importer. Okay. Mostly. And the importer will send us a list of coffees available, and we choose some. We also have a few small farms that we deal directly with. So we'll buy the coffee beans and they'll be shipped directly to us. Whereas with the importer, the coffee will be shipped to them and then they, they uh, ship it to us. They're like the middleman. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, now that you're saying that, I feel like I did know at one point that coffee is not grown in the United States. I feel like that's, that's probably a basic fact I should have known, but it's okay. It's okay. It's good, good to clarify. Um, awesome. And do you also ship, can folks buy online your products and you'll ship it to them? Oh, yes, absolutely. Probably about 50% of our business is online. Okay, excellent. Um, so we ship all over the country. Oh, that's awesome. What a great holiday presence if folks are looking for for that coming up. (laughs) Absolutely. We do sell a lot of Christmas gifts. People like to personalize sometimes, so we could do private labels. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. That's very cool. I'm glad you mentioned that. 
So I'd love to dive back into your journey of launching this business. And I know, you know, we we dove into that a little bit, but just interested in knowing, and this is kind of an open-ended question, but the major steps you took or major challenges, just some of those major milestones along the way of this journey of creating and launching and evolving Muddy Dog Roasting. Well, first of all, I never imagined running my own business, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the best thing I've ever done to suit my personality. So when we decided to start this business, I was actually a special ed uh, teacher assistant. Okay. I, I quit my job and... At the time, I was working at the same elementary school my kids attended, and they had just graduated from fifth grade and were heading off to middle school. And the elementary school that I taught at was on a traditional calendar, mm-hmm. whereas the middle school was year-round. Though so continuing to work wow. at the elementary school, it just didn't fit our schedules any longer. So um, we had this opportunity and just went for it. One of the major challenges was finding a unit to buy, as we had touched upon a little bit. We did find a unit in Marsville. At the same time, I quit my job, um, and the timing couldn't be any better. Another challenge was investing in the equipment that was needed. Most coffee roasters are run by gas, and since we had no gas in sight, we needed to go a different route. After contacting many roasters, roaster manufacturers, we finally found one that would build an electric roaster. And that was unheard of at the time. So currently, we own the prototype of the first electric roaster of its size. Wow. That's very cool. (laughs) What a way to make a solution, right, to a unique problem. Very cool. Yep. Let's see. I knew nothing about the business aspect of owning my own company. And Jim had gone to business school and took on that role. I had never roasted coffee before either. After learning from Jim, I became the main roaster. And after several years, I took over the day-to-day operations. And now, 14 years later, I have one employee, and we're comfortable with keeping a small operation. And we sell online at farmer's markets, um, retail right from our shop. And we also have wholesale customers, um, which had dropped down due to COVID. But now, building back up, and these wholesale customers are finding us. So we don't need to spend a lot of time seeking them out. We have wholesale accounts as far away as New York. Wow. uh, And we're um, picking up another one in South Carolina, as well as several locally, local businesses. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'll ask people where they find us. We we get new customers in the shop often. And they say basically that they do a Google search for coffee roasters in this area and we're at the top of the list. We're number one. That's awesome. Those wholesale customers. So can can folks find your coffee at coffee shops? Is that the type of wholesale you're talking about? We have some coffee shops, um, some restaurants. Okay. Others are reselling our coffee, a retail. Awesome. So. What are some of the places where like maybe locally here in North Carolina where people could find your coffee elsewhere? There's a restaurant in Apex called Peak on Salem. Okay. Another restaurant in Cary called Thai Villa. Another place in Raleigh called Yo Pop. Awesome. Yeah, I was just curious what, what <laughs> some of them were. And that's really cool. That's, yeah, you seem you have a lot of places all over the country. It's just mm-hmm. grown over the years. It has, yes. Very cool. 
you know, you mentioned you never imagined yourself running your own business. And you mentioned some of those challenges you faced over over your journey. I'm interested in knowing what advice you might have for those wanting to start a small business. You could go specific to coffee or any small business, wherever you want to take that question. Just what's some of that advice that pops into your mind, perhaps advice you've learned along the way? Well, first of all, I love being able to set my own schedule. I get to know the customers on a first day name basis, and we even become friends. So that's probably the best part of the business for me. For others, I'd say go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have a passion for an idea or a product, I would recommend doing some research to see how many other businesses like yours are around. Um, having too many of the same types of businesses in one area, probably not going to be profitable. And I'm not saying to give up on your idea, but maybe consider checking out another location, even if it's off the beaten path. That's kind of what we did. So like I said, we're way back and we're in an industrial park way back because we weren't expecting any customers, but now um, they find us. So I know a lot of people say location is everything, but that wasn't the case for us. Um, We we have now become a destination place. But from my experience, if you have a product that people really like, they'll find you. Like I was just Mm -hmm. saying, they have now come to find us. Um, The key is to make sure you have something unique and valuable to offer. If you're selling the same type of product as 10 other businesses, people aren't going out of their way to come find you. They'll find something that's a little more convenient. But if you're offering something that's truly unique and people really want, you'll have more success. Before we started Muddy Dog, it was really hard for people to find locally roasted coffee. A lot of people um, got tired of going out and having to buy a cup of coffee every day and that gets expensive. So we filled the gap on people being able to come in and buy coffee directly from us. So what I recommend is for other people wanting to start a business, look around at your community, ask yourself, what are we missing? What need can I fill? And then test your idea early on and be willing to pivot your business model as you grow and learn more about what your customers truly want. Yeah, I really love these tidbits here, especially as you mentioned, what's that unique offering for your community? I think that's an important distinction there, especially if you're starting a small business. I wonder if folks right now, you know, think, of course, technology is a great thing, especially for small businesses. But what if you just started with that offering for your local community and then expanded from there rather than going in with the mindset of, oh, we're going to immediately target the entire world, right? What's that unique offering you can offer locally and and go from there? Also, I love how you're saying, is location everything? And, and in your case, it that wasn't necessarily the case as you described. And yeah, that's a a great point. Just as long as you have that offering and you start to have those customers come to you, then you just slowly build that customer base. And now all of a sudden people are traveling to you rather than you having to go to them. Yeah, very good distinctions there. And we, when we started out, we had that idea of being online only mm-hmm. all over the country. And we tested that. So we know that it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's why we started selling locally. And that has been much better for us, much better solution. And yes, people are finding us. They tell their friends. They tell their family. So spreading the word. Yeah, exactly. And now you you know, you said that people buy your coffee from all over the country. You ship all over. So it has now expanded to that, right? But you started out 
local and then expanded rather than going from let's tackle the entire country and then bring it back locally. Like that doesn't make sense. So yeah, excellent. Love that. So where are you hoping to, to take Muddy Dog Roasting Company? You know, do you have really big milestones or goals for the future or right now do you feel settled into the business and really just want to maintain the day-to-day and and how it's running currently? I love the idea of being a small family-owned business. We get to know our customers locally and from afar. I'll have a number of people from other states call in all the time. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we'll get to talk to them. I have this one woman in New York who She'll send nice little letters, cute notes, and we talk on the phone. We'll just chat like we've known each other forever. (laughs) And (laughs) so that's one of the things I truly love. We'd rather not open a second location because we have that closeness, close-knit community. Mm -hmm. I feel like we'll lose some of that intimate relationship opening another location. So I had already talked about losing some of our wholesale accounts, but yeah, other small businesses are finding us. Right. And I feel honored that we're sought after. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to grow our retail side to the point where we can hire more employees, delegate the work, like a salesperson, a financial advisor. I'm just hoping that some of your listeners would love to try our coffee. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And and we'll definitely shout out all where everyone can find you at the end here. But I appreciate your perspective on really understanding the give and take of expanding. So you mentioned you, you know, want to expand your employees to those other positions, but right now you might not want to expand to a different location because you you would lose the closeness with your customers. Yeah, that term expanding, right, can mean so many things, can mean physical expansion, um, expanding your employees, expanding your product line, et cetera. So I like that. You're just deciding where you want to expand and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turning the question to you, Debbie, where do you see your future? So is Muddy Dog Roasting, that's your future right now? Or do you have perhaps other business ideas or ventures? Or is really Muddy Dog Roasting like your your one true business mm-hmm. love? <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be great if Muddy Dog could become a self-sustainable business, mm. where I could become a silent partner. Uh, my real passion is with animals. I'd love to open an animal sanctuary, but in the meantime, getting some experience with other animal rescue sites would be a short-term goal for me. Yeah, I'd like to stay with Muddy Dog, but as a silent partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense. And I guess I knew you had a passion for animals based on the Muddy Dog name. (laughs) (laughs) where Where did Muddy Dog Roasting, that name, come from? Did you have some trial and error there with the name? Like, Did you have other ideas or did that just spark one day and, and you ran with it? When we uh, were first talking about opening a business, we went back and forth with names and nothing really resonated with us. We have a puppy. Well, we had a puppy at that time. Her name is Bailey and she was a yellow lab Mm -hmm. and she loved to play in the mud. So just (laughs) looking at her, it almost looked like cream in coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was just that whole thing just resonated with us. Yeah, I love that backstory. That's such a good name. I figured there was some story there. I'm I'm glad I asked. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I yes, can so. totally imagine a yellow lab covered in mud and, <laughs> and how that looks like coffee. Love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so yes, Bailey's our mascot. She's come to farmers markets with us and people get to know her and they love her as well. And she's part of our brand. Yeah, she's on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> 
Awesome. Very cool. So switching topics here a little bit, you know, I always like to ask this question selfishly because I like to hear this advice, but from your many years of experience with running a business, also attending to family and friends and other passions you have, what are some best practices that you found to balance all of that? And I know balance might not be the right word because really what is work-life balance, right? Does that even really exist? Will exactly. anyone ever ever get that perfect? But True. just in, in terms of, of that topic, you know, what are some best practices you found? Well, for me, family always comes first. So um, when we started, I worked alone at my dog for many years. My kids were still in middle school, so they didn't drive. They had activities I needed to pick them up for. So I worked really weird hours open three days a week, the middle of the day while they were at school, and then I had to close. <laughs> so I said family for me always came first. It doesn't matter what my hours were. I would just stop um, to take care of my kids. After they were grown, I hired one employee. It took me a while to accept that I still needed to take care of myself. So one of the things I have done, I've made a practice to slow down, think about what's really important and prioritize, prioritize those things. It's helped reduce my stress level and I get a lot more accomplished at work. I firmly agree with family always comes first, um, but I could imagine if you have family coming first and then your business a close second that you, Debbie, yourself ends up last on that list mm -hmm. oftentimes. So how can you yeah, bring yourself at sometimes up to the top of that list and, and make yourself a priority. That's a good, good thing to be aware of really with, and even if you're not running your own business and you just have a quote unquote corporate job or a different type of job, still making sure you make time for yourself on right. that, on that priority list. Right. And I would just drive myself crazy mm. working extra hours just to try to keep up. And now I'm to the point where if I'm having a bad day or I just really need a break, mm -hmm. I'll just take an entire day off, yeah. which is really unusual for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at least you have the ability to do that if, mm -hmm. if needed. And that, right. that comes from, I'm sure, years of hard work with building up Muddy Dog and, and making that a successful business so that you can do that. True. Mm -hmm. That's so right. My last really big question here for you is, in this moment right now, what is your proudest accomplishment? Now, I always say this can be related to your business or it doesn't have to be related to Money Dog at all. Just what's the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you your proudest accomplishment? Well, I have twin daughters um, who are nice. now 24, mm -hmm. but they were born really early at, at 28 weeks. Um, so they were tiny, they were fragile, and they were fighters. They fought through all the complications of being premature all the pressures of being compared with each other. Mm. Um, when they were old enough, they started working at Money Dog with me. And that has helped them to build confidence, great communication skills, good work habits. And now my daughters are smart, they're strong-willed, and they're still fighters. Mm -hmm. So they are my proudest accomplishment. That's excellent. Yes, Con congrats on <laughs> on your daughters and and all Thank that you. all that your Thank family you. has accomplished, you know, just in life in general and also through Muddy Dog. I think yeah, just a ton of success there and congratulations on all of that. Thank you. So, before we shout out all your social medias, is there anything that 
anything else top of mind that you wanted to talk about that I may not have asked about? Just anything, anything else at all before we wrap things up here? Well, like I said, it's great for people to have ideas. We've, we've had so many ideas in the past and just thinking through them, none of them really would work out. So mm-hmm. just if anybody has an idea, test it and just think things through. I think owning your own business is great. It's challenging and it's also satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like owning your own business comes with the whole spectrum of emotions. That's what, yeah. that's what I gather from talking to everyone through this podcast is like, there are so many hard days, but there's also so many like the best days come from right. the business. And yeah, it's exactly. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your advice to just go for it and do it and test out your idea, but also be smart and put thought into it and do that user testing and make sure it's a unique product, but also try it, just go for it and see what happens. So where can people find you and Money Dog Roasting Company? You know, what's your website, social media, et cetera? Our website is muddydogcoffee.com. We can also be found on Facebook at Muddy Dog Coffee and on Instagram at Muddy Dog Roasting Company. Also welcome to come visit us at our shop. And we're at a local farmer's market, the Western Wake Farmer's Market in Marsville. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Debbie, for speaking with me today. And I hope everyone checks out Muddy Dog Roasting Company. I know I will be probably for some holiday gifts coming up. I think that (laughs) sounds like a great idea. Perfect. (laughs) So awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Alexa. Mm -hmm.